know what? Just about your seat just for two, two minutes and greet two or three people and just welcome them to the house of the Lord. Hug them. Say, amen. Say, I'm glad that you're here. Come on, show some love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord as you slowly make your way back to your seats. I mean, I mean quickly. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. It's good to come out to the house of the Lord, isn't it, saints? It is good to bless our Father, to meet with Him and engage with Him. And the Bible truly speaks when, it's, truly speaks when it says uh, that God inhabits the praises of His people. And we thank God also for the, the, the praise team. Amen. They're, they're, they're actually blessed because they get to come out during the week even more and practice and, and pray and, and such things. And lead us into the presence of the Lord. Can you put your hands together for the, the praise team? Amen. And can you put your hands together also for the prayer team? Praise the Lord, because they, they get to come to church early. Amen. And uh, Little did you know that everyone's supposed to be in the prayer team. <clears throat> the Bible says that, that, that all men ought to pray. And women. Amen. Uh, there's no such thing in the Bible as really a, 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 a set-aside, defined prayer ministry. Every saint should be praying, but we won't deal with that right now. I just thought I'd give you that one for free. Praise the Lord. I feel like, how many people have been doing the 10-year challenge? I'm doing the 10-year challenge today. I was looking, when I was looking for a pair of trousers, I found a brand new pair that I bought 10 years ago. <laughs> so they look like skinny jeans, you know. <laughs> I'm doing my 10-year challenge. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. If you kind of tight, notice no belt. <laughs> my folds are Oh, anyway, praise the Lord. I just hope I don't drop nothing because 
Somebody else will be coming to pick it up for me. <laughs> I was like, this, this. Uh, anyway, praise the Lord. You ready for the word of God today? Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go with me to the, uh, the gospel of Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read from verse uh, 31 to 33. Amen. And it is truly a blessing to see you in the house of the Lord today. And I'm believing that God has something very, 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 very special for you and I today. And I say that by faith. Somebody say by faith. I mean, even though faith is a certainty. Let me just touch my mic. Is, is this microphone on? Sound woman. Yeah, it's on. How many people know faith is a certainty? Yeah, people, oh, by faith, by, listen, you don't bind faith and have doubt. When you say by faith, you, you know that, hey, it's a certainty. All right, God bless you, by faith. <laughs> All right, just stand with me very quickly for the reading of these, these couple of verses from the Word of God. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33. And the Word of God reads thus. It says, therefore, do not worry. Somebody say, do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles, somebody say the Gentiles, or the pagans, say the pagans, seek after. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. But seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Let us pray. Father, in the matchless, wonderful, beautiful, powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, we come before you and we pray that as we are gathered around your word at this time, that by the Spirit of the living God, that you will speak, Lord, uh, exclusively, intimately, Heavenly Father, and appropriately to our hearts and our lives. May, you, may the word of God go forth as the very truth and, and seed of truth. Rest and abide on the good soil of our hearts, our minds, and our soul. May your word take root, Heavenly Father, and bear fruit to your honor and glory. We pray, Lord, for divine inspiration. We pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will rest upon every man and woman's and child's heart in this place, Heavenly Father. Let us be in that place, in that zone of anointing where we're hearing the prophetic words speaking intimately and personally to us in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen. Tell two people you've got to seek first his kingdom and righteousness. Oh, that's one person. Tell somebody else now. Amen. If I told you I was going to give you 200 pounds, you, you'll take 100 and then you'll wait for the other 100, wouldn't you? Oh, so you know, you know how to count the two. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated today. Amen. So Jesus says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles or the pagans, uh, they, that's how they live. That's, how, that's their conduct in life. Then he goes on to say, for your heavenly father knows that you need these things. Your heavenly father knows that you need these things. So somebody said, God knows what I need. But seek first, so he's saying, you don't have to seek after what you need. But, somebody say but. But is a negative, it's a cancelling, it, 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 it's a cancelling. So he's saying, cancel out, yeah, seeking after what, you've, what you need, what you think you need. What, 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 stop seeking after your concerns, because God's got that covered. Are you hearing me? Then he goes on to say, but seek first, be in pursuit 
go after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Somebody say, all these things you can chase afterwards. No, he doesn't say that. You can make number two. No, you can make number three in your list of priorities. No, he does not say that. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be what? Added. Somebody say added to me. So as Jesus speaks here, he's contrasting uh, uh, two demographics of society or humanity. People will say, well, there's many different races, there's many, there's many different colors of people, types of people, and, and, you, and they've got different uh, alternate lifestyles. But when you whittle it down and you simplify things in this world, there are only two demographics of people. That is the saved and the unsaved. Amen. That is the children of God and those who are not children of God. There, there are only sinners and saints. Is that simple? Amen. We, we, we ain't going to make it deep. That's, and when it all comes down to it, it's all, when God, when, 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 when the end of times and fulfillment happens, the Bible always talks about separating goats from sheep. Thank you very much. Amen. So Jesus is here. He's just dealing with the, with the two demographics of people. One he, retur- he refers to as Gentiles. And these people, uh, and a Gentile then, to get in context, were people who were not Jews. Amen. They were not of the commonwealth of Israel. We would know them as, as, as pagans. Amen. Who do not know or have a relationship with the one true God. And, and Jesus common, many times identified them in one verse. I think it's Matthew 6 verse 7. He says, and when you pray, do not pray as the Gentiles or the pagans do. Who think that the mere rep, rep, many words that they speak, repetitive words, that they will be heard. But he said, when you pray as a child of God. How many know he says that when you pray, your relationship with God is different. Because you're, when you're a child of God, you, your life is different. How you, how you relate to God. Pagans and Gentiles and people who, who serve these other deities and these false gods that are not really gods. They think that they, they, they think that just a mere repetition, mere repeating something, amen, that they will be heard. But God says that when you pray, go into your secret place, close the door, and your father who has who knows what you need. Or, or, or already, amen, will reward you in open. So prayer, you, you, you and I are supposed to have this, 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 this relationship of intimacy. Not just be there babbling on and saying, I need this, I need this in my life. This is my concern, this is my concern. God said, listen, I've already got your concerns in hand. What you need to do is, 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 is cultivate an intimate, personal relationship. Not just to talk to me, but let me talk to you. There has to be a, 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 a communion, a, a dialogue. Somebody said dialogue. You know, among, most people's prayers are just monologues. Amen. It's like, it's like sometimes it, it's like, you know what a monologue is? Mo- to give you the best thing you can hear what a monologue is, is, is when you're in church on the Sunday and the pastor's just preaching and nobody's giving no feedback. <laughs> hey, you're just listening to this guy or this woman. Or this, uh, that's a monologue. Wouldn't you like to, to say something back? Yeah? yeah? Sometimes at least. Can, can we have a Sunday pastor where you can say something and the rest of us can put our hands up or say, I object. Yeah? Give you some say. And, or we can, have, we, can, we can discuss this. Amen? That's what Bible studies are for. That's what life is. Those are whatever little fellowships. Those are what teaching classes are for also to discuss things. 
Amen. Not that they can't happen on a Sunday, but you hear me. So, so God is saying this, listen, when you're of the kingdom of God, things work for you different. Somebody say different. Amen. And so Jesus is saying that, that when it comes to these, these two demographics in society, how they live their lives, the culture of how they live should be at variance. There should be a contrast. They should be diametrically opposed. There's one, demo, one demographic of people, they're about their concerns. Their life is wrapped up about in their concerns. They are worried about their concerns. What do we eat? What do we drink? Where do we live? How am I going to clothe myself? Somebody say concerns. Uh, my heart is broken. Concerns. My life is messed up. Concerns. Come on, somebody. And some people who ain't got no concerns and everything is going well for them, they are concerned that they don't mess up their concerns and then end up having concerns. I, 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 are you hearing me? So he said, there's one demographic of people, they've got all these concerns in their lives. And uh, are they upwardly mobile? Are, are they a chav? Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, are they earning good money? Is their career there? Uh, and, uh, you know, they're just concerned and they're overly concerned. How many people are concerned? Come on, somebody. Amen. Because listen, that's how we were conditioned. That's how the kingdom of darkness, that's how the world condition. That's how we were raised to be concerned and to worry. In other words, to be, to be, to be, to, to always have on our mind a concern. Worry doesn't actually mean like, like, oh, you're trembling and oh my gosh, something's going to happen. It's, it's when your mind and your life is taken up with something and, you, and your attention is on that thing all the time. You are concerned. Somebody say concerned. That's why when Jesus and John the Baptist came preaching, he came preaching and said, repent, repent, uh, before the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is imminent. God's about to do something new. And you need to have a mind for what I'm about to bring into your life. I'm about to bring not a 360 and turn you all the way around and you're still facing the same direction. I'm about to bring, I'm about to challenge you to have a 180 degree switch attitude, mentality, outlook, philosophy, and I want to I touch your paradigm so that you look at life, where you're at in life, what's taking place in your life, and where you're going to go from this day forth, amen, differently. Somebody say repent. Whenever you hear the word repent, people like to get, get I, I used to get offended. Amen, like I'd done something wrong. That's because I did do something wrong. Some people like to get offended because they, ain't done, they feel like they ain't done wrong, but I mean, even though when you feel, it's like God says repent because it's not that you've done something wrong, it's just that you're wrong. <laughs> Amen? You don't have to do nothing wrong. I mean, no, when God comes to your life, he's, you know, you're wrong. He says repent, I want to make you right. Amen? I'm, I'm about to, I want to make you right and then make your whole life and existence and your purpose right. Come on, somebody, say amen. So he says repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance very much means a change of your mind, your, your, atti your attitude and your, and your paradigm. And I want to tell you something. Many people come to God out of their concerns. Amen? 
I'm concerned because I'm an addict. I'm concerned because I'm an alcoholic. I'm concerned because my, my, my house has just got messed up. I'm concerned because life is falling apart. I, I, I'm concerned because of, of my health. I'm concerned because of my house. I'm, con I'm, con I'm concerned. I'm worried. I'm troubled. I'm concerned because of my guilt. I'm concerned because of my condemnation. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm concerned. And the only place I can go to really get help because I had my concerns over there and I took them over there and I couldn't find help but, but, but things are shaking in my life right now. So many people can come to God because of concerns. Come on somebody. They feel the call of God. They, 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 they feel more mortality. They're beckoning and at the end of their life coming and they realize, hey, there's something. They become concerned about their very existence that something just don't feel right. There's something more to life than what I've been living and what I've been experiencing. I mean, no, they're concerned. You come and, and then and then when, when and, hey, and here's the thing when many of us come to God, Amen. We come with these concerns and then we we come to faith and we and all we do we still end up living a Christian life with concerns. We slap faith on it, but we're still living the same life we lived when we were sinners. We slap faith on it, and all of a sudden we're going to, the, to, to, the, to, to, the, to these betterment classes, and, and we're still trying and using faith to get more money. Concerns. We're still trying to use faith to get more health. Concerns. Come on, somebody. We're still trying to use faith to, to better this area of our lives and, and this life, and to, and to take this pain away, and to, and to heal here, or to restructure here, or to restore here, and to make over here my life better. Come on, somebody. I'm still concerned. All I've done, I always slapped my Jesus sticker on my life. But I'm still living the equivalent of running after trying to take care of my concern. But hasn't entered into my vocabulary yet. But hasn't interrupted the culture of my conduct. How I've been living my life and, 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 and carrying out my life. Come on somebody. Don't leave me here by myself. Somebody say, but have you stopped being concerned? Have you stopped worrying? Is, has but entered in the timeline of your life? Or are you still concerned, worried? Wondering how things are going to come together and when God is going to do this and, and put that together and fix that and, and heal here and restructure and restore and save and deliver. Are you still concerned? Weren't we supposed to stop being so concerned? Wasn't being concerned and worrying about things supposed to cease? Wasn't it supposed to end? Didn't he say, I know what you need. Before you even pray, your heavenly father knows what you have need of. But seek first the kingdom of God. What is this kingdom of God? It's funny, and and I'm ashamed to say this, but I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell the truth. It's funny how that scripture is one of the most prominent scriptures, and that subject matter, the kingdom of God, is the most preached subjects 
one of the most preached subjects by Jesus Christ. Preach more than what? Ask me what? I'm glad you asked. Preach more than getting saved. You see, in many churches, people think the most, the, 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 they say the most important thing is getting saved, and it's important. But when you get saved, God ain't finished. It's, it's, we, we, when we get saved, we change our identity. We become who? We become children of God. The king, Jesus says the kingdom of God is where? Come on, help me. Where is the kingdom of God? The Bible says the kingdom of God is in you. Come on, someone. In you. I like that, you know, because that tells me there's got to be, some, there's got to be a, a, a degree of life application. That faith is not some intellectual, cerebral, academic thing. Where, 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 where we can just listen to the message, it's a powerful word. Preach it. Mm. Mm. And you can fall out and spin around. And He said the kingdom of God is inside of you. Jesus said, uh, Jesus, he said, listen, this is what the kingdom of God is, is like. Matthew 13, 31 to 32, he says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. I put something powerful inside of you. I put something dynamic inside of you. I put something, I put something divine inside of you. I put something inside of you that cannot be shaken, that cannot be taken from you. But it's like a mustard seed. That a man planted in his field. He says, although, uh, right, it is, it is the smallest of seeds. So he's saying here and there, he's saying, listen, what I put inside of you is small. It's minute. But it is, it is a beginning for you that's been blessed and touched of God. Come on, somebody. God's put something inside you that's small and minute. That you have to acknowledge and be aware of. It's inside. Somebody says, it's inside of me. He says, yet it grows into the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in it. He says, what I put inside of you, this kingdom of God I've put inside of you is small, is minute, but it's going to incrementally grow. It's going to mature. It's going it's, 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 it's to advance. Come on, somebody. And it's going to grow and, and, bring, and bring so much kingdom influence and growth, and advancement, and progress to your life, that all, all of a sudden, that, that your influence in this world will become greater and greater. And he says it's like a tree, that even the birds of the air can come and nest. So not only will it, it, will it affect your life, who you are, but you will begin to have influence beyond you. The birds of the air, ever people, will be able, you will be able to accommodate ever people, and be a blessing to ever nations. To your family. Oh, you didn't hear me. But it starts with the kingdom of God. How many of you have heard teachings on the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God? One of the most overlooked subjects, yet the most critical after salvation. Amen? God is saying that the kingdom of God, that, that with the kingdom of God, there, 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 there will be manifestations, there will be a materialization, there will be a realization of things in your life, of you and through you. When you become born again, you're born into a kingdom. You're born, you are translated, you are moved, you are shifted, you are dragged out, you are rescued from the kingdom of darkness. Praise God. 
Amen. You are arrested. You are, man, that, 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 that crook. You know that crook that, that the shepherd have? Reaches in, in, into Satan's lair and Satan's pit where he had you and I on the road to hell and just wraps around your neck and drags you out in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, give God some praise. Give God some praise. Because some of us, come, we, we, we had to leave there kicking and screaming. We thought it was all that. Amen? So this kingdom of God that's inside you, what is the, the kingdom of God? So when, it, when, it, when, it, when a new king, when a new power comes into play, colonization needs to take place. How many people, how many people celebrate Independence Day? Barbados has Independence Day. Oh, Rambam. Jamaica has Independence Day. You know, these, 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 and, and, and some of you, whatever island you're, you're from, some of these, some of these islands were British colonies. They know about Tetley tea. Amen. You go there, we drive on the same side of the road. Nearly every British colony, you, amen, you go to, you go to that, to that, or oh, ex-colony, you go to that country, and their customs and their manners are the same as what we have here in, in this country. Because they were colonized. Amen. A power, a power went there and disrupted the culture that was there. Somebody say, but. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what happened. A, a but stepped in there. All right. And, and, and began to, 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 to transition them from their heritage and align them with a new citizenship. And began to teach them the customs of the kingdom. Most of them, most of them before, they had their own, um, uh, uh, what's it called, those, those, those national anthems. They used to sing songs. The, or anthems that were like, God save the queen. Or the king, depending on what, what, what was going on. Is it making sense to you? So that was known as colonization. And that's what God is, that's what Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven's in you. Amen. You just need to allow a colonization to take place. You need to start aligning your, yourself with the king. His customs. His ways. His righteousness. And we're going to get into that next week. Exactly what that looks like. Because we don't have... All, 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 all that time. Amen? So Jesus says, prioritize this. Somebody say prioritize. Now, I don't want us to get, get this twisted because many times when I hear the word prioritize, it tells me that I've got to put something as number one in my life. And I don't think that's what the Bible means. How many people know God doesn't need to be number one? He needs to be the only one. <laughs> I, 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 are you hearing me? When it says, seek you first, the kingdom of God, because oh, oh, I know what some of us are thinking right now, that's all well and good, preacher, but, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, but you've got to be here next week to catch the rest of it, all right? But what about my house? What about my bills? What about my heart? What about my relationships? I still got some concerns, and you're telling me to seek you first, the kingdom of God, only? Only? Well, that's what God says. So if you're as perplexed as I am, then, then, then let's keep track of this, amen? When you go home, start look, looking. When you go home, instead of watching what you watch, and start studying yourself. Start looking into something because God's speaking to you. 
Amen. You, you might be, as we go through this series here, we might come to a place in our lives where we begin to alleviate ourselves of some heavy pressure that some of us have been under. Or we begin to alleviate ourselves of some concerns. Like, come on, son, that we've been carrying all of our lives. Come on, somebody. Jesus said this. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We come to God because we have some heavy stuff carrying. We come to faith. We slap Jesus on our back and our sticker and the bumper of our car, and we're still brought down with concerns. Because we've not yet learned or understood what it means to seek first the kingdom of God to the degree that we need to, and then watch God take care of concerns. Oh, I'm concerned now. I'm concerned about what I've been doing. Are you hearing me? Amen? Somebody say priority. Priority. Not number one, the only thing that you need to be doing. The only thing. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, he says this, the pagans, the, the, the Gentiles, they run after this, they run after that, and, 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 and then they miss out. They miss out. If the enemy can keep you running after this, running after concerns, you miss out. I miss out. What do we miss out on? The actualization and the manifestation of who you're really supposed to be. What you really, somebody say revelation. Don't you want to know who you're really supposed to be? Don't you want to be who you're really supposed to be and do what you're supposed to call to do? Don't you want to become all that you're supposed to become? There's so much divine, imagine, imagine God really managed to get a hold of us and we stopped being so concerned with concerns and just became concerned and with, his, with, with seeking first the kingdom of God. Watch this. Romans 8. Somewhere there. Oh, Lord. What are the notes? Romans 8. It says in Romans 8, I think uh, it's not here in my notes, that it says in Romans 8 that, that those he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of God. So that basically, what, 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 what that says in, 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 the, in the Bible is that, be, that, that before the foundations of the earth, God being omniscient, all-knowing, knowing how things are going to work out, knowing what people are going to do, yeah, knowing pe how people are going to respond. It's like he's able to see like a million, trillion, zillion different scenarios and parallel universes if you're into that kind of, you know, you know, you know, those, you know those, those, those movies and shows. So you could jump from one universe to the next universe and meet another you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other you is kind of like slim and trim and you're like. <laughs> or, or a Tyson Fury said, or the other you is a dosser. <laughs> Yeah, and you're in this world, you go, oh, God, is that what? Oh, or you ever you got born, born into a different part, part of the world? You know, all these different scenarios. You know, God's something else, you know. God knows. God, oh, my. So much people, so much billions of people have lived. And yet he sees every, every action, every reaction, what they can be, what they can ever. But don't that blow your mind? How they, oh, man, God is God, boy. I just, I just trip out. Thinking about God. Yeah? 
Yeah, knows every prayer, knows every thought. Yeah, that's what, that's what you call foreknew. So because God foreknew you, before your, your mom met your dad, before you were conceived, yeah, he foreknew. Before you accepted or rejected, before you smoked that smoke, anyway. Before you went partying and before you cut hype on somebody. Before you fell into bed and fell out of, come on somebody. <laughs> yeah? He foreknew, that's what, that's what trips me out. I don't know why we get tripped out when we, when we trip. <laughs> and then we start tripping out, God don't love me no more. How many know God foreknew? You got all this trouble going on in your life. And we're surprised. But he ain't surprised. He still, yeah? He elected you. He chose you because he foreknew. Are you hearing me? And because he already knew who you were, what you're going to be, how you're going to respond. Yeah? Yeah? Based on you. Bible says that he is elected and chosen to be conformed. To be molded. To be shaped. To be all that he has destined you to be. But you never become what you're supposed to become if you're busy running around with your concerns. That's, what the, that's how the enemy sets things up. Remember when, when I'm going to finish you. Remember when, 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 when Moses, went, he, he went to Pharaoh and said, God said, let my people go. And then Pharaoh started to like, 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 like bargain and negotiate with Moses concerning the people of God. I says, listen, we'll let the men go. You go and worship God, you know, out, outside the perimeter of Egypt, outside the borders of Egypt. You go and worship God and then come back here in Egypt. And I said, uh-uh. And he said, oh, oh, he said, oh, 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 okay. And then there's back and forth. He goes, okay, you, 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 you and the women and the children could go, but then come back. Then he goes, oh, okay, well, you lot could go, but leave all of your goods, your talents, your giftings, your livestock. Leave them here in Egypt. You lot can go. You know what Moses said? Ask me what? I'm glad you're still awake. Praise the Lord. Mo, I, I, I swear down, man, Moses, he must have been a Caribbean. Or, 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 or from Africa. He must, have, he must have had some black in him. Guess what he said? Say what? It's in the Bible. He says, not a hoof. <laughs> That's what he says. He says, I left a hoof. Yes, sir. Not a hoof. That means the men, the women, the kids, the chicken, the goat. Amen. Yeah. The cow, the cow hoof. He says, not a hoof. Ain't nothing staying here in Egypt. Everything's coming out. And being word and being given over to God. Oh, come on, give God some praise. Somebody say, not a hoof. Not a hoof. That's what he said. Are oh, you not done? But check it, it's in Exodus. Thank you, sister. Lane. That, that's what we call feedback. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Somebody's itching to, 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 to tell me something. Anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> that's all good. Amen. He said, he said not, not a hoof. Everything's going to come out to worship God. There's no, there's no compromise in here. There's no 
I'm not going to be, when you leave things back there, he understood everything's going to be given over to God. You've got to let all your concerns and just seek, seek God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Somebody say not a hoof. Priorities. When your priorities are correct, you preserve and protect your life. Are you listening? Correct priorities is the, is the principle of progress because when you establish your priority according to your purpose and goals, then your progress is guaranteed. If you're all, all over the place, then your advancement will not be realized. Correct priorities protect your energy and your time. Are you hearing me? You ever wasted time? Failure to establish correct priority causes you to waste your two important, most important commodities, your time and your energy. When your priorities are not correct, you will find yourself busy with the wrong things. Some of us get our priority, we think our priority is going after concerns. Feeling this, doing that. I don't even know, or, or, or even keeping people happy. Oh, let me go there quickly. Bible says that, that we could have that, that the saints could have a form of godliness, but yet deny the expression thereof. That, that means that we can live a life, amen, and say we're of God, but who we're supposed to be is never being realized or expressed. Wow. God is saying, get your priorities right. Seek first the kingdom of God. And we're going to look at that next week. Yeah, what that looks like. Amen. In a nutshell, it is realizing or materializing the, 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 the manifesting or the, the, actual, the actualate, actualization of you. The actual you. Do you want to miss you? People say, oh, I miss God there, I miss God. God. Listen, ain't nobody going to miss God. Because everybody can meet God sometime. But you can miss you. You can miss the very, the very you who you're supposed to be because you had your priorities wrong. Do you want to miss you? You don't want to miss you. You want to get to that place and find out, my gosh, but I wasted so much time being concerned with this and being concerned with that. I want to tell you something. Your need maybe you need some restoration personally or your, your house or your relationships need some restoration. Your life may be up in arms. Your life may, may have been shaken. Your concerns could, could be health, money, your, your kids and the salvation of people. You, you, whatever, it's a concern. God has a remedy for your life. And you may be here, here wondering, well, well, how, 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 how? But I'm telling you, God has a remedy for your life. He has a remedy for your, for your existence and the existence of your house. So he has a remedy. He has a remedy, a solution for this world and society that we live in. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God, the secret, the mystery. And when God talks about mystery, he's not talking about mystery, something that will never be known. He's, when God talks about mystery, he's telling you there's a mystery that can be known. The mystery is the kingdom of God. Prioritizing the kingdom of God and his righteousness can be known 
And we're going to be going on the journey over these next few weeks and, and months and years. Because this is something you should never take your foot off. Nothing, something that you should never take your mind off of, your heart off. Is get on this journey and find out what it is for you. What is the life application, the personal application for you personally? To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So you can be all who, you've, who God's called you to be. I think Romans 8, 28, 29 says, says, says that, that creation eagerly anticipates the revelation, the manifestation of the sons of God. The world is waiting for you. Now you didn't hear me. The world is waiting. Listen, your household, society is waiting for you to show up. But we'll never find out who we are. We'll miss us if we allow the system that's in place to keep us more concerned about running after this and seeking after that and getting that. It's the plan. It's the enemy saying, stay, keep some in Egypt. But we need to be the people of God that say, not our hoof. We've had enough of Egypt. It's time to step, step out and pursue who I am in God and what he has. Amen. Go ahead and stand today. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more worries, no more concern. How many people, you, you want to be in that place? Worries are a burden. Ain't they a burden? I want to get into that place where... I want to carry what God wants me to carry. I'm, tired, I'm sick and tired of, of carrying what the devil's, yeah, and myself have made me carry. Carrying debt, carrying strain. And then when you get something, you're carrying this, this hunger for more. That's going to get you in more trouble after you just got out of trouble. Or am I just the only one? Oh, hallelujah. Carrying heartache, carrying worries and woes. Time, it's time to stop carrying stuff. And may God lead us on, on that. Father, we pray, Father God, that have you spoken to our... Come on, just, just, just oh, lift, lift your hands, open your hands. We're, we're going to pray. Start praying yourself. I'll pray anyway, but start praying yourself. Father, lift up your children here in, in this place. Father God, it is not your will that this people, we your people, are overly concerned and worried at all about what we should drink and where, how things are going to work out, what's going to be, what ain't going to be, what we have, what we ain't got. It's not your will. We open our minds, we open our hearts and we say, God, by the Spirit of the living God, teach us, show us how to seek first the kingdom of God and all your righteousness over the coming weeks and, and years heavenly father as we as we engage you and pray open lives open hearts open minds to learn of you to discover you so we can walk and be the ambassadors the representation the expression of god to this world and to this nation and thank you lord for what you add to us we're not even looking for it anymore, Lord. Or we're looking for us to be all we can be as we seek first the kingdom of God. 
in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Thank the Lord in this place.